Hello and welcome to Real Film Review, R-E-E Real Film Review, where I give, I hope, straightforward film reviews. I give you my view, I want to hear your view, what's your view of everything? So, in today's podcast, I'm going to give my view of the one to view, the one to spend your money on and watch. And from the previous podcast, I'm going to dissect, discuss and debate the following films. The Substitute, an Argentinian film about a teacher in a rough part of Buenos Aires. Unwelcome, a horror, 15, Tar and The Whale. So plot spoilers throughout. I'm not going to worry about what I'm going to reveal in this podcast. So if you don't want to know the intricate details of the film, stop now. Go to my previous podcast, number four. It's a yay, a nay and a never. And listen or go and watch the film and come back to join the discussion, listen to me, contact me and tell me what you think. So let's dissect, discuss and debate the foibles, the fun parts, the annoying parts, the things that are maybe connected in a weird way to a part of the film or the acting or the general overhaul thing of the film. So let me know what you think via the usual streams and means. If you've never given feedback or comment before, don't worry, just start the conversation. Love to hear your feedback about the film, about the podcast, whether you agree, disagree, send me your views through your podcast host provider, or you can go to the Twitter account, Real R-E-E Film at Real Film A-C-O, or Instagram, just Real Film Review, where you'll find the links to my rating scale and links to the trailers and other bits and bobs. Let's get into The Substitute, rating 15. An Argentinian film, like I said, about a teacher uh, who is a, uh, what we would call a supply or a cover teacher who is a substitute in a, a down part of Buenos Aires and takes on a class and of uh, uh, teaching literature. Now, the film starts with a, a, a... It looks like he's a literary critic at a launch. Now, I wasn't quite sure who the main protagonist was because he seemed... A, a really scratchy character. Um, somebody turned up at the launch of this book, a, a, po- a book of poetry, in which he was given a little speech. It wasn't his book. Um, and it, and then it takes a different turn after this. Um, it's a very middle-class world where they're talking about poetry. And he says something really interesting, actually, where he says, in an age of over-information, uh, we end up feeling alone, or something along those lines. Now, the question to myself is, should I read up more on what I'm going to watch? Now, I, it's a habit of a lifetime. I sometimes just don't want to see. I want the film to unfold before me. Um, I don't want to know too much. I don't want to decipher too much or get the wrong impression. Um, also, I just think, if the film's good, it should be able to draw me in. Now, is this an old-fashioned view? Because in the past, what you would do is walk along the high streets or look in the newspaper. You'd see what film was up with the little lettering, um, like they did in The Empire of Light. I really liked that when they showed uh, the girl putting the lettering up on the outside. And you'd have two or three films, maybe, in a big cinema. Maybe it was just a local cinema with the one film, and maybe a warm-up film. Um, if anybody knows what, what, what film Gregory's Girl was uh, was played with in, the, in 1981, I'd love to hear and you'd see the film and think, well, I'll look at the poster, maybe word of mouth, and then you go and see it, and it would stand by its own merit. Now, we have access to a mine of information now, so should I be using that more? Or should a film stand on its own in its own right? Because there's nothing quite like... Um, we don't often just pop along to the cinema to see any old film, do we? But you might come in late at night or just have a bit of spare time, switch the TV on, stumble across a film and start watching it. Now, that's less so now with all the subscription and people having being able to, to start and finish a film whenever they want. But when they were just scheduled on TV and you come into a film, sometimes you would just find yourself 
um, diving into a film that you're totally unexpected and you have no idea what it was about. And that, that to me, is a good quality film. But uh, am I wrong? I don't know. You tell me. So going back to the Argentinian, the story weaves in and out. Um, like I said, he's a middle-class teacher, separated from his wife and his 12-year-old daughter. And there's this whole story about his daughter, who I think is at a music school, or is obviously an important part, and she plays, I think it's a double bass, I can't remember now. And um, he takes a literature class at an underprivileged, tough part of town. Um, but the thing about the film is, now i got a background in education, is this the only class he takes? Um, we don't see him go into any other classes. I mean, it's, maybe it's the main one, but we don't we don't get that idea. Now, I don't know, maybe other countries are different, but in this country you go and teach for the whole day. You don't go and teach a class. Or you might have a special contract. But uh, for a guy who's separated, um, and he was in his flat, and he's doing his flat up a little bit, and his daughter was there, um, I, I don't know, was there a bit of unbelievability about the plot there when, in, in actual fact, it was quite a... Um, a sort of real-life uh, drama. So it, I thought it felt like a foreign film in a good way, and you get a good taste of the area. It's like eating um, a, a local sandwich rather than a franchise burger or pizza that you can get anywhere. Um, and so I, I felt you got a, a feel for the neighbourhood. Now, his father is is known as the Chilean, and was well-respected for his work with underprivileged uh, kids. He runs this kitchen in the community, and he's well-known as... Um, Lucio, the, the protagonist, goes into the school. Oh, yes, we know about the Chilean. So uh, there is something that goes before him. Uh, but then here's the other bit about the believability. And, and it sounds like I'm hammering this film. I'm not. But it just happens to be his class where one of the kids gets busted for drinking, bringing drugs into the school. Um, yeah. <sighs> OK, that's the story, though, isn't it? So the plot opens out to a sort of turf war between a mayor and a gangster type, a gangster type who wants to be a mayor. Now, we know this from Lucia, um, Lucia the sub-teacher, um, uh, Lucio, talking with his father, Chilean. Um, it's a bit confusing, this scene, but, you know, sometimes you don't have to have everything explained. But um, we, we turn up on the, on the scene from quite far away where some paint is being um, put outside this place. Um, and it transpires, this is, this is his father and he's putting the, the paint back. He doesn't want it. Great big tubs of paint, obviously, to help with this project. And, and, and I like that bit because you had to work out what was going on. Um, but it's been donated to him by one, by this sort of gangster type who does a bit of drug running, um, who obviously wants to sort of, you know, win his favour in some way and, and trying to be elected as mayor. So he's rejecting this help, his father, for, from the prospective wannabe mayor. Um, but this sort of part of the plot isn't really delved into much. We get the idea that there's the guy who is the mayor and then this guy who wants to be the mayor and he's interfering with his father's business and, and his father's you know, charity business and um, he doesn't want to be compromised. Um, so it, it's in the background, but I, I don't know. I got the impression they didn't know how much to put in or maybe they edited quite a lot out to, to get all the other action in. Um, now, the kids uh, in the class are caught up in this. Um, they're 15, 16, from what I can gather. You know, they're definitely not young kids. They are you know, the older students. Um, I didn't quite follow. I, I, got, I got the idea. There was a, the police come in to sort of check the drugs. And Lucia's got an idea of this because he's walked past the toilets and you can see something going on. And so they're being searched in the classroom and 
you know, it, it's a good scene. It's quite realistic. I like that. It, it brought out the the realistic reaction of some of the kids who were just immediately defensive, defensive of of, of their peers as well, and um, they sense it's wrong, which undoubtedly it is, isn't it? Um, I didn't quite follow what happened to one of the students, what he had actually done wrong, because he was not arrested. It was one of the other characters, um, the one who, who gave Lucio quite a, a bit of a hard time. Now, Dylan is the... Uh, the student who gets a little bit into the literature and also he's the one who helps out at his father's kitchen, the Chilean's kitchen. Um, but it turns out the people are after him. Now, there's, there's something he must have set up or passed on the drugs. So I, I, I didn't follow that. Um, it didn't matter, though. Um, but sometimes you, you, you think, have I missed something? Um, so it hangs together mostly, but I wanted it to be just so much more. And as a film, and succeed, and, and and pull me in by the seat of my pants. I mean, there was a a chase scene at the end, which um, it didn't over glamorise. It wasn't Hollywood um, in a good way, I think. But then it got a bit confusing because it didn't seem like the same part of the of the neighbourhood. Um, and then Lucio um, pulls up in the car, and it just happens to be where yeah, where Dylan, who's been chased by some of the people in the other gang, and. Uh, and, and he just happens to pull up and find him. And, and, and there's parts of it that are nice. It just didn't hang together, though. I can't pinpoint what it is that just didn't drive me on. Is it, it wasn't the cliché teacher helping the kids, I don't think. Um, the kids were too easily won over, but I think they, they might have known who he was. Or, or you know, sometimes that can happen, but it's... Um, um, and anyway, the remarkable timing of the bust in his class, the, the coincidence of the kid in his class who works in the charity kitchen for his father. But anyway, these things happen. So it wasn't that. I think it was just sort of overall some little elements. I'm not quite sure. It, the whole film was was more of an enigmatic experience. And, and the, the, the quick fling with the other teacher who who helped him find a, you know other, where another student lived to... Um, convince her, they both convince her to come back to school. The parents are very wary about sending her in after the drugs bust. Um, yeah, the quick flame, the realistic romantic encounter is not thrust upon you, not grimy and sweaty with heavy pumping and pumping heavy stuff. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of sex scenes, I'm not a prude or anything like that. I don't think anything should be censored unless it's illegal or, or uh, high, well, even highly distasteful. But if it's if, um, there's taste. I'm I'm not into censorship or anything like that. So I appreciate when romantic encounters are done well. Um, I like the main student, who 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 Dylan, um, who is the one caught up in all of this, and who Lucio helps. Um, I was touched by the funeral and the funeral of Lucio's father. You know, we we get the idea straight early on that he's uh, not in good health, but carries on with his work anyway. Um, but I thought the news of his death and the funeral was, was quite touching. And it, it did make me consider from a personal point of view. Um, uh, the last class of the year um, that Lucio takes with the government inspector sat in. Now, it, it, we'd had this sort of um, plot where he, he can't teach normally, where there, there's inspectors come in to see well, how the classes are going after the drugs bust. Um and they're all they're all writing in the very last scene. Now, I, I liked it, and and to me it was lovely because sometimes that can happen. You can be in the class and take it from me from a personal experience. You can do it. Not all classes are terrible. Not all kids are are beyond redemption or help. 
um, he brings in a, a big poster of a body and he's asking where the heart is and where the brain is and he gets them out and points to it. And then he says, where's the soul? And they start saying, well, but it's not anywhere. And then, and then you, you get the sense he's won them over a little bit. I saw one review in, um, uh, in one of the mainstream papers that, that, that derised, um, oh, just happened to have a kid who could do hip hop and rap in his class. Well, actually, yeah. You know that that was pretty dismissive. Um, when you go into these classes, they're, they're, kids, kids, and people generally, they just can do the most extraordinary things that you just wouldn't imagine. You know, the cartoonists can imitate voices. They're amazing at sport, or they're dancers, or they've just competed in it. In, in something at an international or national level that you never even considered. So, you know, yeah, yeah, there are kids who, who, who are good at rap. At this, um, I just, like I say, I don't like to read the views. I just happened to come across it when I was looking for uh, the rating on, on, on the substitute. And, and, you know, it's clickbait, isn't it? I had a little look. Um, I, I like the last class, uh, and they all just they all just wrote, and they, they, they were with him, and they, they didn't want, you know, this guy took them seriously, and I... That, to me, was realistic. I, I liked the students. They were working-class kids of all varieties, but they were still quite respectful, though, here's my question, are tough classes in other countries and cultures very different from this country? Because believe you me, I don't think... Um, I don't think a lot of them would behave in the way they did, although, I, I don't know. I, hey, you tell me. You might have far more experience of that. I've got some. Um, so my pithy, pithy summary was middle class teacher changes his working class students view of the world with poetry. Um, and I went mm, to maybe um, it's OK. Some bits don't hang together. Some bits do. I stick by that. Um, let's go on to unwelcome. And so when I came out, I couldn't remember what it was called. I, I was thinking unwanted. Um it's obvious, you look at it, and the film trailers, which you can't avoid, no matter how well-timed you think you get to the cinema, um, you can't avoid them. It's a horror, but maybe with a bit of comedy, obviously, because it's British. So is it a horror comedy? So it opens up, and I think we're supposed to emphasise with the... Uh, em- <laughs> emphasise? Empathise with this young couple and the pregnancy test. And he goes to the shop and it's late in the evenings and the guy's outside who's had a lot of bother with before that you get from the, from, from the plot. Uh, and he buys a bottle of uh, non-alcoholic fizz and with no bag and comes out, gets hassled and gives some of them grief. Um, um, but he's just a div. I mean, and, and, and also, here's the thing. Those guys outside the shop, they were too old. I mean, it should have been younger kids, but then they wouldn't have been able to break it. Oh, I don't, I just, none of that, none of that. And it was this very lonely part of London. Nobody else is on the street. Just him and some guys. Well, why would they be hanging outside a shop if there was nobody coming along? And they want to hassle people. So I didn't warm to him at all from the very, very beginning. Um, he's making comments while cooking and Maya's doing a pregnancy test. I didn't warm to him. Um, I think the modern term, and this is really unfortunate, and I wouldn't use this on anyone, but it came across as a bit of a, a simp. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, tell me if you disagree, or if you agree, have I used the right word? So, um, no connection. Didn't want them to win. I didn't want them to lose. I just didn't care. Then, suddenly, they're in Ireland, driving along. And oh, I went on about this before, and there's a long road. And there's always a long road, but it was always straight. None of these country lanes or anything like that. And then there's a woman who shows them the house. He's being bequeathed. 
the house they'd been bequeathed by an auntie called Neve, and then they walk to the pub on the first day, and there's a hole in the roof, and even says it rains 365 days a year in Ireland, and it's above their bedroom. Um, and I think even like the, the quilt is on the bed, and there's no signs of damp, or and I think you know, if there's a hole in the roof, the place is going to be absolutely ruined and then they unpack and they go to the shop and they go here and they go there and they find a building they come back and they go and it's just terrible flaws in the plot should it matter yeah actually if you want to build up a bit of suspense because we know there's going to be some something happening some some creatures or something it's a horror there's a house so where's Where's the, the, the timing in sequence of events? And and then I thought it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't really. And when it was funny, I don't think it was supposed to be. And then, and then quite a long way in to the horror, the um, the, the, the characters, the red caps, the, the, the far denig or whatever they're called, um, are introduced. And it just suddenly, they're in there. Not not how you would think, Just just this sort of silhouetted figure across the window and then and then in in the room and they're across between gremlins and yoda uh, i'm sorry that that's not scary um, there's no there's no real build-up of suspense here really i thought um it's uh, you know i thought there might be something about the builders and the family are bad but that was just so crass um what i will have what else can i say about this it just just oh, and, and then she gives birth to a baby flawlessly. Now that can happen, but um, what about the umbilical cord? Do they name her or him? Um, so this first day went on forever, um, and then there's just stupid things like when he's uh, um, getting chased in the house and he goes into a room and then no, he hasn't got a phone, so oh, he'll log onto his computer and then oh, and that's just not going to work and you know it because his house is out in the middle of nowhere and they've said this in the plot and it hasn't got any mod cons, so of course he's not going to be able to log on. <sighs> um, anyway, there's just... It's just too many, it's just too much drivel. Um, it's just badly flawed. Not enough silly bits to just be silly and fun. Um, not bad enough to be funnily bad. It's just bad. Um, you know, Maya is okay. Um, but would you on the um, second meeting, the first time they meet the Catholic priest, as let's assume this Catholic is in the pub with, with, with a pint of Guinness. So be glad. Because um, it's Irish. Yeah, right. No Murphys or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the second conversation in in the church grounds, and you describe how you previously been pregnant with someone else before and had a termination. Yeah, really? Is anyone that stupid? I mean, not that you can't say that, but why would you? Why would you divulge? And and Jamie is just so weak and pathetic, and there's this anti English thing. It wasn't even funny. Um, with the building family, and it, oh, it's just, it was unwanted, um, uh, unwelcome, unwanted, nay, couldn't, couldn't I, I thought it was pathetic, I did, um, I started listening to, to Mayo and Kermode again, and I, I get the impression, I, I just had a quick listen, he thought there were some good bits in this, oh, really? Uh, it could even be a never, you know, what were they doing? Um, oh, it just annoys me. It could have been so much more. So let's get on to Tar, which took ages to start. I mean, like ages, a message on the phone that you haven't got a clue of some foreign voices, loads of credit titles. I mean, just talk about, oh, oh isn't that good? Oh, oh, I'm intrigued. I wasn't a 
at all. And then it opens with this interview after this pathetic shot of with the music. Dun, 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 and you're supposed to think... Oh, she's having a suit tailored, and look, oh, she's got the album cover, the LP cover, you know, big record cover, of who who she wants the suit to look like, and oh, and, and, and what? Just what? It was just awful. It, just, it made me dislike her even more than the film unraveled itself. Um, I think you're supposed to not like her, but but I didn't like the way it was done. It wasn't even her that I didn't like. Um, having a tailor cut suit and having close up and stitching and cuts and it is not impressive it's not impressive to do as a film and it's just nothing is impressive about it so anyway the assistant knows every word of the intro for the interview on the stage and then um Oh, what happened then is she's just done everything is interminable it was just over the top um and then Aren't these people who are just so amazing at things? Don't they get on your nerves? Um, but can they be likable? Um, but when they're super amazing, it's just buttock clenching. Anyway, um, so I didn't read... Well, I kind of had an idea that it would be something like this. But I didn't do the read-up. Maybe I should have done the read-up. Um, so, now I didn't look up this film, but I did afterwards. Because I had to sort of check, is this based on a real story? Because that was the way that I think... Well, I found out on Wikipedia, what else? Um, that that was the way the director intended the film to feel. So, amazing performance. I've, look, I'm not going to discredit it. But that, that interview was pathetic. It was so scripted. It didn't sound real at all. It, it, it felt like a film. So, what was it? Was it a film that's supposed to be, feel like real life? Or was it a film script? In which case, nobody answers questions like that. There's a bit of pause or hesitation. And it was just memorised. Obviously, because she's acting, but she's supposed to act. So it's not memorised. So that got on my nerves as well. The rest, yeah, she did do a good portrayal of this like very flawed, unlikable person. So... I wasn't convinced. And then we see her in the class and there's this slow build up to the dismissing of a student based on uh, identity politics because um, he doesn't want to play Bach because he's a white misogynist and all that. So she's haughty and dismissive. And I suppose this is the one standout of the film. Are we supposed to like or dislike her? Um, but I don't think anything was delved into. Is she right about not judging art on the characteristics of its creator? Because ultimately, where does that lead us? Now, she does that in quite a cruel way. Um, so does she get her comeuppance? Well, just because you're a little bit nasty, does it mean that you deserve to lose your career? Or, actually, um, it was, I mean, maybe she was nasty and cruel and dismissive to, to the girl who's, who's following her, whose name defeats me, because, honestly, I, I was just losing the will to live in this film. Uh, so, anyway, and so, um, and then she, she talks to... Um, and so the film, the film goes on to her work at the Berlin Orchestra... Um, I, is it a philharmonic? I don't know. Um, we see the way she works. Um, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if it's realistic. Tell me if, if you do know about this kind of thing. Um, okay, and then there, uh, I think before that, there's this Mark Strong is in it and ends at the end when he takes over. But we don't know who he is. There were just too many times and I just had no idea who these people were, what the conversation was. And I think I talked about it in the review. It's like you come into a meeting just a minute late, but you realise you've missed loads. Um uh, and I am going to criticise, and I love Mark Strong when I see him. He is one actor that sticks out for me. He can just play so many people. Um, his American accent was slipping. I, 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 is that mean? I mean, I couldn't do it. 
Although, I don't know, I'll try now. She's amazing and has wonderful lunches and she's the conductor for the Berlin Orchestra. I don't know, did that sound like a convincing American accent? Anyway, I, look, I'm not Mark Strong. I'm not going to criticise him. He's good. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the super cool um, prefabricated concrete slab f flat and the neighbour knocks on. And I did like the bit where she's brought down to earth uh, where the neighbours knock at the end to say, you know, we're selling the flat, our mother has died and the, the daughter has been moved to um, to hospital and, and we heard the music, oh, I hope you enjoyed it. No, when you're not going to play. Oh, I like that. I'm not going to watch a three-hour film though, just for one scene. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I could go and talk about her quite a lot and I've got a lot of notes here that in my head and I'm looking at... Um, you know, there's a bit where she goes to back to her parental home um, and the brother calls her, I don't know, it's just... And so she ends up in the Philippines, a new job, taxis, not chauffeured cars, a normal tourist hotel. She goes for a massage, she gets freaked out by the girl. What was all that about? Not really clear. Did that remind her of someone, I think, or something? Or, or was it a lesbian thing? I don't know, I don't know. I, I, you can tell I wasn't, I didn't care. Um, so, whereas before in Berlin she was five star, this is barely half a star, and then the fantasy film, and oh, was it okay? No, it wasn't. I didn't like her. Did I dislike her? Well, I did agree with her anti-identity thing, but not the way she treated everyone and waltzed around, so, meh, if that. No, I've changed my mind. It's just terrible. Um, so, what I did read on Wikipedia is that critics think that the film wasn't a commercial success because of the complexity and difficulty of the subject material. Presumably they're talking about classical music. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. It's because it's a rubbish film. So, in my pithy summary, obnoxious conductor in a sea of obnoxiousness gets humbled. I mean, if you, if a review rating, if you had to, but there's a far better way to spend two hours and 38 minutes, especially considering that the opening credits took 10 minutes. Let's get on to The Whale. I think it's a 15 again. Good start. A few of those little uh, title credits of the production companies. A uh, little bit of not over the top music. Guy gets off a bus. Bosh! Into the action. None of this sort of suspenseful but not build-up. Um, does anyone else out there get, I just don't like the cliché, fast-moving where say the story is set in a country house and then you see all the servants running around and there's all these things and close-ups and you don't really know what's going on, but oh, it's busy. Or say they work in an office and the door's open and the door's shut and office stuff going on and it's close-up and the Anyone else just think, oh, give it up. Just get into the film. So straight into the action. Um, not a lot of films do that now. And it's all, you can tell um, after a while, it's all set in one room based on the play. Like I say, I love the bit where they went. I don't know why. I love the bit, though, where they went across the, the back of the room. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm seeing it as a stage play. Maybe it's because of that, a little bit of Amdram, just for fun, just to relieve the boredom when I worked abroad. Um, and so doing things like that was just really, really good fun. So anyway, that's not what grabs you in. It's just exceptional, I thought, exceptional performances. Now, I, I don't even criticise really people's performances. Maybe the interpretation or how they've been asked to do it. 
uh, uh, sometimes they are a little bit woeful. But on the whole, people's performances are very good. So um, Charlie himself, the best friend Liz, he turns out to be the sister of Charlie's lover, love of his life. So we are intrigued as to why they're friends, but I mean, that really doesn't make sense. Um, the daughter, who is just, oh, great. Well, think about how steaming she was. Um, yeah, that, that that says it all. That, something just uh, fell off the wall in the background there. I've just put up the Thomas um, as a counter, um, as a sort of juxtaposition to the other three characters. Um, pretended to be quite wide-eyed and innocent. And when you find out, yeah, he was a big dope head. Um, because the daughter Ellie, you know, says, "Haven't you even smoked pot before?" Because she's this really good scene where you just think, "Oh man, why are you going along with what this girl is telling you and asking you to do?" And then you find out he's a pothead and he's running away. So that all made sense. And so, yeah, to start off with, um, with uh, the preacher knocking on the door and being told to come in, and Charlie's just recovering from some energetic activity, shall we say? Um, it's really quite funny. But not, you're not quite sure what to do. And um, yeah, and it's in the middle of a storm. It all seems to be raining for the first four days until we get to Friday. Obviously symbolic, the rain. Is the rain just um, mood or is it symbolic? He's trying to wash away everything. Yeah, does symbolism work in films like that? I think it does. Uh, So yeah, serendipity. The only thing I thought at the end was when you saw where his flat was from the outside, and you got the idea, it's on the top floor, and at the end, why did you go to that one? Maybe because the light was on? Yeah, like no one else's light was on. Um, but serendipity, so it didn't bother me, really. So, um, yeah, what, what what can we say? Um, it's all a bit bewildering, and, and in a good way, it's done really well. And so it, it, the story wants to reconnect with his daughter, and you do... Do you think, yeah, he's lovely and positive. Um, why is he so positive about her? And she just keeps doing things, his daughter. Um, but you get it. You get it all ties in together. Moby Dick being one of those classic American tales. Um, I, went, uh, I knew somebody who'd done his uh, degree in, in uh, English language, actually. Not literature, but his favourite um, his um, favorite book, the one if he could only have one book ever, would, uh, was Moby Dick. Um, I have waded through it. I think I finished it. I can't remember now. I, I, I've, it was interesting. But anyway, it's, it's, it's an American classic up there. So the symbolism is there as well, as well um, because of the whale. And you, uh, yeah, you think it's going to be referring to him, but it's not. It's like Jaws. It's, it's not a film about a shark, really. Um, Tell me what you think. I know I know. there's lots of film critics, and I, it's Kermode who says that, isn't it? But I used to listen to, to them in the car. Um, when I used to live out in the middle of nowhere and get into the, the cinema was, was not an easy thing. This is quite a few years ago, 15 years ago. So I used to have a, an hour-long drive to get back from work, and it used to time beautifully with the radio. In those days, you, you didn't have downloads on your phone. I did try and uh, record some of these things from, from the internet onto a disc, but it uh, just had to play it in my car. But, oh, man, it was just so difficult, especially when you're not technically competent, uh, competent like me. So um, the whole thing about the New Wave Church, it all fits together. I mean, you know, it, it moves some scenes seamlessly. Um, here's the thing. Um I really, I really enjoyed it, and people um, harumphing and uh, doing the. Uh, uh, there was a, 
<laughs> there was a man behind me in the cinema because there were quite a few in this uh, uh, in this viewing, and I couldn't sit at the back for once. Um, he chuckled and laughed and harumphed at all the what I would call obvious jokes. You know the um, you know the the laugh politely at, um, at repeats. Uh, you know the, um, the 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 indulgent laughs you might get from an older family member when you report what you've done, and <laughs> and you think that wasn't funny. Um, so lots of laughs every time Liz said something that was effing, which were funny, but it, I don't know. It felt a little bit staged, um, but. I enjoy this as a sideshow to the cinema. So, and, and it didn't detract from it. But what about you? Does it detract if people are laughing at things? I have been, oh, I have been in the cinema. Um, uh, in, in the Middle East, it was. Uh, and this did put me off going to the cinema for quite a while. Um, I can't remember what film it was now. Off the top of my head, it's just come, come to my head. But it was um, the, the, the guys who escape the Russian gulag by, by walking, basically, from what I can tell across the Mongolian desert to get to India. Uh, the long way back, I've just remembered. And um, there were many times, and it's not a comedy, right? This this film is not a comedy at all. Um, there's the bit where she, the, the, one, of the, um, the, one of the people, I think there's one woman in the group, bathes the feet of the American, I think it is, from memory. Um, and... The audio. This is the connection to bathing of someone's feet. It's it's it's, it's just a big symbolic thing, and they were laughing as if this was like a sex scene or something. And then there were bits where they were stumbling around, and people were openly laughing in the cinema. I, I was just um, yeah, going to the cinema in some other countries is an experience. Um, in itself, I've seen censorship of uh, animated uh, car, uh, animated kisses of the princess and the frog. <laughs> yeah, really, that does happen. They censored that, so suddenly she's moving forward, and then boom! Oh, the frog has just turned into a prince, just magically. No kiss. No, 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 no. Can't see that. And yeah, I went to see Attack the Block. I loved it. Um, and and some of the way through, I was thinking, hang on. And not much of this is being censored. And there are, there are loads of drug-taking scenes where people hold the, hold it in their mouths before breathing out or they're high. And there's just stupidness in that film. And not a lot. Well, there was a laugh from me, but nope. No one else was laughing. Didn't get it. So, uh, right. I liked it. Um, the countdown starts in The Whale. Um, she says, you're going to be dead by the weekend. And then because they put up the days... Monday, Tuesday, you get the idea. This is going to be uh, a countdown. Uh, Charlie spruces himself up. And uh, the only bit is it's really quick that she comes around. But, you know, maybe that is sort of real life. I, I don't know. You don't mind, though. You just don't mind. Um, uh, Liz's reaction when she hears he has the money. It's all good. So look, there, there's lots to talk about in this film. Um at the end, like I say, I think the rain is symbolic because he's remembering the last time he was in water and that's when he gets up and walks. And again, it's symbolic that, you know, he's able to do this because you know, she, she challenges him quite early and get up, get up and whack. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you do start thinking, why does he think she's amazing? Anyway, so is the, the whale and, and the essay and the essay, the whale, and then the, the essay about the whale, is it a double, is it a triple metaphor? 
um, you know, the, the content of the essay itself is explaining why so much about Wales in order to avoid looking intently at his own story. So as Charlie um, uses this to compensate for his own failures and guilt at leaving his daughter, uh, this itself is a metaphor for him avoiding his own actions and story. So, uh, look, lots of things. That was my one to see. I don't know if it'll be seen as a classic. I don't know. What are classics anyway? Um, I've been doing some of the, the what I'm going to call film optic, cryptic crosswords. And you look at lists of top 100 films and some of them you think, really? Um, but oh, let me know what you think. Um, I, it's certainly out of the four. You know, you just don't bother. Don't. I'm, I'm, I, it sounds horrible but just don't bother with unwelcome don't bother with tar unless you want to see what it is that the film i say the film critics because apparently they thought it was going to be amazing but go and see what they think is amazing so you can see and then judge when they tell you something is not very good go and see it uh the substitute yeah it's fine but it's the whale the whale is the one to watch uh so coming up i'm going to be doing um, a bit of an in-depth discussion on something from one of my, um, you know, seven ideas. Uh, but I will be reviewing very, very soon and putting it on almost straight away after this. I'll be doing an on-plot spoiler review of The Fablemans, Babylon, Plane and Knock at the Cabin. Coming up very, very soon. So tell me what your view is. Uh, contact me usually via, um, via the usual streams and means. And I would love to hear from you. Bye now.